We interrupt your regularly scheduled podcast to bring you Listen, Watch, Discuss. Enjoy the show. Hey everyone, welcome back to Listen, Watch, Discuss. As always, I'm your host, Bryn Aiken. And uh, if you listened to my episode last night, uh, you will know that tonight's episode is uh, going to be a review on the latest Marvel movie, Spider-Man No Way Home. Uh, so yeah, this is the third uh, Spider-Man movie in the uh, MCU Tom Holland trilogy. And uh, it's directed by John Watts. And um, I just... Uh, I'm trying to figure out how to start this off because... Uh, Obviously, I'm going to go into spoilers, but I'm going to try to give a spoiler-free review real quick before I start talking about, uh, you know, the 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 meat of the movie, like all the stuff, all the plot-heavy stuff that happened in the movie. So, and here's my quick spoiler-free review of the movie before I go into uh, spoiler territory. Um, I'll say that the movie is really good. It's uh, very action-packed. It has a lot of emotional weight to it. Um, it still has the you know hu- the humor that the MCU is known for having in their movies. Um, the cinematography and the CGI and, and special effects are all fantastic looking. Um, the acting on everyone's parts is uh, excellent, and. Um, and we get some cameos from some people you from from some characters uh that you are probably most likely expecting if you've seen the trailer and some characters you may not be expecting to see um and those are very interesting to uh and those were very interesting to to uh see them show up in the movie the the characters that showed up and uh, if you've seen the trailer you know um who shows up you know that the uh the villains uh from the uh Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield movie show up but uh but they don't they didn't reveal in the trailers that Toby and Andrew show up uh they do which i guess is technically a spoiler but you i mean you kind of probably were you you would you would be expecting that if you had like i said have seen the trailer for No Way Home cuz all the villains uh, you know from those from the previous two Spider-Man film uh, series are in the movie, you know, or in that trailer, so, but anyway, yeah, so, um, but yeah, all that stuff, everything's great, uh, and I like how, and, and I'll, and I'll end my, uh, spoiler-free review by saying that, uh, I feel like this movie wraps up Tom Holland's, uh, Spider-Man trilogy on a very bittersweet, uh, poignant, uh, you know, somewhat happy, happy, sad, bittersweet note, you know, and, uh, while still kind of, uh, leaving the door open for not just future appearances in other MCU movies or shows, but also, uh, you know, the, uh, possibility of another Spider-Man movie or another Spider-Man trilogy within the MCU. Um, and yeah, it's just, uh, I guess that's pretty much it for, you know, without going into spoilers, that, that's my spoiler-free review of the movie. Uh, now let's uh, get into spoilers. So, um, yeah, there was a lot uh, that this uh, movie, there, were, there was a lot of stuff that happened in this movie, a lot, a lot of characters were in this movie, and if you had, uh, if you had been following the uh, news of the movie, you know, for like the last year, you know that there were a lot of rumors surrounding uh, whether or not uh, Toby and Andrew were going to show up, um, and uh, it, and it was crazy too because uh, you know they kept uh, you know like at first it's like oh okay well we know everyone who was in the previous uh, or you know most of the main cast from the previous two Spider-Man movies are going to be in this one you know I mean obviously Peter. Uh, Aunt May, Ned, MJ, and uh, and Happy are going to be in it. And then they announced Doctor Strange was going to be in it, and I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool, you know. And because uh, you know we hadn't seen him since Endgame, so it was kind of neat to, uh, you know, no, it was kind of neat to know that he was going to be in this movie. Um, it was cool, 
and uh, and then they and you know and then they kept announcing oh Jamie Foxx is coming back as Electro and then we got I, I think I think they first announced Alfred Molina was coming back as Doc Ock and then they announced you know Jamie Foxx was coming back as Electro and then Willem Dafoe is Green Goblin and you know and then rumors of Toby and Andrew were gonna were in it and then people thought oh and then people rumors were running going around that Charlie Cox the dude who plays Matt Murdock or Daredevil uh, on on the Netflix. Or he did, because the show's over now. But he played uh, Matt Murdock slash Daredevil in the uh, MCU series. The, I mean, not the MCU series. The Netflix Marvel series, Daredevil. Uh, you know, uh, speculations were going around that he was going to be in it. And, uh, and, you know, and obviously with all the hype surrounding the movie uh, as to, you know, I mean, one, the fact that all the villains from two other Spider-Man franchises were going to show up. But also that the other two Spider-Man would probably show up. Doctor Strange is gonna was gonna be in it, and uh, you know rumors of Daredevil being in it. I mean, the movie had a lot to live up to, and uh, and and it you know and and I and I can say without a doubt that it did not disappoint. It lived up to my expectations and it exceeded them, and uh, and it was and it was really cool to uh, the movie because the movie is pretty long. It's uh, it doesn't feel like. Too, it doesn't feel like it's dragging on too long, though. It doesn't feel lengthy, that which is good because, you know, you don't want to be sitting and watching a movie and be bored and looking at your watch, thinking how much longer is there left of this movie, you know. Uh, but no, it, it's very fast paced, um, and it you know keeps you on the edge of your seat the whole time. Well, maybe not the edge of your seat. I mean, not like you know gripping the edge of your seat, but I mean, but I mean, it keeps you interested. It keeps you invested. Um, and, you know, and, and, you know, leaving you wanting to know how this is all going to, you know, play out, how this is going to go down. And, uh, and it's just, uh, it's really cool to see a Spider-Man movie where Spider-Man's identity is revealed to the world, because that's something we haven't gotten from any of the live action Spider-Man, Spider-Man movies before. And, uh, and I thought, and, and when that post-credit scene, uh, first appeared, or when I saw that post-credit scene, uh, at the end of Far From Home two years ago, I'm like, oh shit, this is insane, you know, like, the, the next movie's gonna be insane, like, what's gonna happen, you know, and, uh, and, and it was, and it was really, it was, it was neat, uh, seeing all that, all that go down, uh, and I love how the movie starts off, uh, like, as the opening, well, not opening credits, but as the opening studio logos, are, you know, uh, going by, uh, you know, you see the Sony logo and the Columbia Pictures logo and the Marvel, obviously the Marvel Studios logo, you, you hear the, uh, the, uh, J. Jonah Jameson giving, uh, his report on, uh, on the news about Spider-Man's identity, you know, and he's like, oh yeah, Mysterio left behind this video of, of his final moments before Parker, Peter Parker, I mean, not Peter Parker, before Spider-Man killed him, so, uh, killed him. And, uh, and then, you know, we hear the audio again from, uh, Quentin saying that, oh yeah, uh, uh, Peter, I mean, not Peter, sorry, I keep saying Peter. <laughs> I mean, he is Peter, but yeah, I meant to say Spider-Man, but, um, and, you know, we hear the audio from Quentin saying, oh yeah, Spider-Man, um, Spider-Man, uh, shot me, I'm, I'm gonna die, he stole the Stark Industries tech, he stole my drones, you know, and, uh, and he's planning on doing something catastrophic with them. And, you know, and, and, and out of context, and obviously because this is a lie for Mysterio, but, you know, Peter's saying do it, execute them all, out of context, you know, because uh, obviously he was talking about executing the drone strike, you know, not actually, ex- not executing, you know, p- the the people, you know, but, uh, you know, obviously that sounded bad out of, out of the context of that moment from Far From Home, but, uh, but I really loved seeing uh, the the movie pretty much pick up right where the the last one left off and uh and it was neat seeing kind of everyone just like you know it was it was cool seeing uh it was cool seeing peter you know swing uh flying mj or not flying but swinging mj around the city frantically trying to get back to his apartment before you know he was bombarded by cops and and reporters and and citizens of new york you know like questioning him questioning him like like what you know and uh and that and that was a, and that was just that was just a great opening sequence uh 
for the movie to start out with. Uh, and, and, um, and yeah, that, that was, that was really, yeah, that was good. And, uh, and I really like, uh, I love Dr. Strange's role, Dr. Strange's role in the movie. Uh, in a way to me, this is how I felt. He kind of filled the void of Tony Stark for me in this movie. Uh, I mean, in a sense that like, you know, Peter, cause you know, uh, ever since civil war, from Civil War to Endgame, Peter had kind of a, a role model or a, a mentor to look up to, and someone, you know, a mentor who, you know, kind of showed him the ropes of being a superhero, and more specifically, you know, being an Avenger, you know, and uh, and ever since you know Tony died in Endgame, you know, in Far From Home, Peter didn't really, you know, he had lost, he had just lost uh, Tony, you know, he kind of had to navigate being a superhero without the help of his mentor who he'd come to know and love, you know, over the course of, you know, the four movies. Um, and, uh, and, you know, and, and that was, and that was really cool. And I, and I really liked how they, uh, did that in Far From Home, but I do like how obviously the natural, uh, the natural, uh, evolution, I, I guess you could say of that, of of that um, like story arc would be to kind of insert Doctor Strange into, or kind of have Doctor Strange, in a way, be a guide or mentor to Peter, uh, and not that like I mean not really that Doctor Strange like really mentored him that much in the movie, but I mean in a, but he he did kind of like he did in a way mentor him. I mean he guided him and gave him advice and you know like he helped him you know throughout the movie and. Uh, you know, he helped him, ca- you know, try to cast the spell to erase everyone's memories that he was Peter, or, I mean, you know, I mean, that he was Spider-Man, and, you know, he helped in the final battle, and, you know, but, uh, but it, it was cool that, to see Doctor Strange kind of fill that void in Peter's life, uh, that he, you know, so desperately needed, you know, and, uh, and, and, and it, and it made total sense, because, you know, they had kind of established, like, uh, you know, Peter, uh, Tony, and Doctor Strange all, I mean, they were all together for most of Infinity War. Like, they, I mean, and along with, you know, half the Guardians of the Galaxy. You know, they were, uh, and then, I think maybe, I mean, they didn't have too much screen time, like, all three together in uh, in game. But I think they all kind of, I mean, they, they were all in the battle, in the final battle. But, like, they, you know, I mean, Peter and Doctor Strange had, you know, had previous interactions before, it, you know, in those two movies. So, it was... Uh, so I really liked seeing that continue in this movie, and uh, and and yeah, and and uh, and speaking of that, yeah, the acting was great from everyone. Uh, you know, Tom Holland uh, knocked it out of the park as he as he has been the last two movies, and uh, Zendaya was great as MJ. Uh, I really loved seeing their relationship continue from, you know, the end of the uh, uh, last one where, you know, their relationship actually began, you know, it was, it was cool to see it kind of flourish and develop as the movie went on, and, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, I mean, he, come on, he was gonna do, he, he's always great, he didn't, did, he, you know, not, uh, pulled another, or he, 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 prof- he provided another fantastic performance as, do- as this character, as Doctor Strange, um, and 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 he's one honestly he's one of my favorite characters uh and uh i love that he's going to be around i i feel like he's going to kind of be the next tony stark or the next steve rogers you know like the next kind of leader of the avengers uh or i mean you know like kind of when they form back together cuz obviously now that everyone's kind of off doing their own things they, they, i mean they everyone's either dead you know they either died or like Tony, Nat, and Steve, or they're all off doing their own things, you know, kind of, or or they're just chilling, you know, like Nick Fury in space with the scrolls, you know, <laughs> like they're, you know, they're just taking a break from all the hero shit since they saved half the universe, and that was a that was a whole ordeal, you know, but uh, but yeah, it, it was a, uh, you know, I but yeah, so I I he again he did a great job, and uh, and I I love the character, I just love how. I love how no nonsense he is. Like, I mean, and I love how, how logical he is and, and how smart he is and how, how just badass he is. I love his powers too. And, um, and he's just this, he's this calm, 
he has this calm, you know, presence to him. Like he he's he almost he's almost always the guy who has things who has shit on lockdown. You know, he all, almost always has things under control. And uh, and I mean, if anyone was gonna lead the Avengers or you know like be kind of the leader of all the superheroes in the MCU, like kind of you know, I it would it he would be a good contender for the next leader. And uh, and yeah, and and another thing too, yeah. Uh, Jacob Batalon, uh, he did a great job as Ned. Marissa Tomei, um, again, another solid performance as Aunt May. Uh, John Favreau was happy; he was great. Uh, but all, but the the rest of the performances uh, from everyone else uh, who were was were great too. All the villains they returned uh, from the Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield trilogies. I mean, not trilogy. Well, in Andrew's case, it was a duology. But I mean the Toby and Andrew movies, you know, they showed up and they all did a great job. Uh, it in and uh, and they it, it felt like they picked up right where they left off. Like, like they all kind of just, you know, like they all kind of just uh, continue. Like all their performances felt like they were picking right back up. Like they had never, you know, not performed as the as these characters for years on end. You know, like they they all, you know put out a natural, you know, solid performance. And, uh, and it was kind of cool to see their characters in a way develop. And it was neat to see them interact with, uh, with each other because like, you know, like, uh, Kurt Connors, the lizard and, uh, Electro, uh, they had never met cause you know, uh, Kurt died at the end of, uh, the amazing Spider-Man and Electro or Max, you know, Max Electro, they didn't meet until, uh, or we didn't see him until, uh, Spider-Man two. I mean, the Amazing Spider-Man too, and uh, and you know, and Sandman, uh, you know, he he, uh, it was cool to see him interact with uh, with Electro too, and um, and yeah, I mean, it was cool. It was cool to see the villains from their respective Spider-Man franchises interact. Like, it was cool to see uh, Doc Ock and or, you know Otto Octavius and uh, Green Goblin uh, Norman interact because they had never met before, or we had never seen them meet before, you know, so it was like, oh, shit, you know, that's, that's cool, but then it was also cool, like I said, with, uh, characters like, like Sandman, who was in the Toby trilogy, it was cool to see him interact with Electro, who was in the Andrew Garfield duology, so, you know, it was kind of neat to see them interact with not only the characters and the villains from their respective film series, but also the characters from the other Spider-Man series as a film series as well. And, uh, and yeah, and, and I really loved the, uh, I mean the, the movie on top of like, on top of being, uh, uh, funny as, as most MCU movies are, it, uh, it had a little bit more of an emotional weight to it. And, uh, and there was a really, which I didn't expect this at all. Uh, there was a really sad, uh, moment, uh, in the movie when, uh, Basically, there's this, uh, the scene where, uh, Peter's trying to, you know, explain to the villains, uh, that he can maybe cure them of their, uh, powers or insanity and, uh, and maybe by sending them back that way, maybe things can change in their universes and they won't die, you know, cause, cause they ended up being pulled from their universes right when they died, like just ju- like right before they died or just right when they were about to die you know, and, and that's why they're alive in, uh, and that's why they were all alive in, uh, in Peter's universe. And I mean, in, you know, in the MCU universe and, uh, and yeah, so it was cool to see that, uh, it was cool to see cause you know, and that's, and that's what makes Peter Peter. Like it, it was neat to see, uh, him try to, you know, like, Instead, because you know, I mean, Peter is like a like I said, he's filled with hope and optimism, and you know, he tries to be the best person that he can be, despite you know all these villains coming and trying to kill him on a daily basis, you know, and trying to and and if not kill him, you know, drag his name through the dirt like uh, Mysterio did. Although Mysterio didn't, I mean, try to kill him. I mean, you know, but but you know, he he got the you know, final laugh from beyond the grave, you know, with that video he uploaded. But, um, 
but you know, and I mean, and he essentially did drag his name through the dirt, you know, but, uh, but I mean, that just goes to show, you know, who Peter Parker is, who Spider-Man is, you know, he, he, he is a good guy who he is a good superhero. He's a, he's a superhero who's not willing to stoop to the level of his, uh, of his, uh, enemies and, uh, and kill them. And, um, and so I really liked that, that aspect of it, uh, that when Peter was trying to cure them of their, uh, of, uh, like their powers. And, uh, it was, it was really nice. I also liked, uh, I did mention that I liked, uh, Peter and MJ's relationship. Peter and Ned's friendship, I mean, that's, that's always a highlight in the movies. Ned's always a hilarious, you know, character. He's, he's, he's a good companion. He's a good, he's a good buddy to Peter. And, uh, and they, and they bounce well off of each other, uh, in terms of, you know, like just being good friends and like, kind of like telling funny jokes to each other and, or exchanging, you know, funny lines of dialogue. And, uh, what else? Uh, oh yeah. Okay. So, oh yeah. That emotional scene I was talking about. Okay. So, uh, yeah. So Peter's trying to cure them all of their, uh, powers and everything. And then, uh, Harry ends up you know, like, uh, cause he has the split personality of the green goblin, you know? So he ends up, the green goblin kind of shows his, uh, shows himself and, uh, and he ends up convincing the other villains except Doc Ock, uh, to, uh, to fight back, you know, to use their powers for good. I mean, not for good. I mean, use their powers. Yeah. To use their powers, uh, for, you know, for evil and, um, and, you know, ignore Peter and, um, uh, and and there's this scene, yeah, because they're living in Happy's apartment. Uh, they end up um, like Peter's trying to uh, him and him and Goblin are fighting, and uh, and Peter's trying to tell uh, his aunt, his aunt May to to leave before she gets hurt or worse, and uh, and Goblin or, or Harry, you know, or, I mean not Harry Norman, you know, throws a pumpkin bomb uh, in in their direction. And uh, Peter jumps in front of it, and you know, kind of deflects it from uh, from Aunt May, but she but she ends up getting uh, like stabbed, and I think she gets stabbed with the glider. But she gets yeah, I, th- I think it's I think that's what happens. But she gets severely injured, and she's bleeding, and you just see Peter like trying to kind of talk her. Try he's like talking to her as if she's not dying. You know, it's like a soldier in a war in a war movie like talking to his buddy who doesn't realize that the lower half of him is like completely, you know, gone. Like his legs are blown off or, you know, his guts are spilling out and he doesn't seem to notice. And, um, it was kind of like that where like, like I may kind of sense that she was dying, but she was still holding on and trying to fill Peter with hope and optimism that, and and he was trying to fill himself with hope and optimism that, you know, she was going to be okay. And, uh, and that was just a really sad scene. Like, there, there. I didn't cry during the movie, but I did tear up uh, on more than one occasion, and a few, and a few during a few scenes. It was uh, that scene, uh, the scene towards the end where Peter says goodbye to uh, Ned and MJ, and the scene at the very end where him and Happy are standing next to uh, Aunt May's uh, tombstone, and looking uh, with and looking at it with uh, a look of sadness. And, uh, yeah, and, and because, that, I mean, you know, it takes a lot for a film to get me to cry, but it does also take a lot for a film to make me tear up. I mean, not that I don't feel sad or know when there's a, you know, supposed to be a sad moment in a movie. It's just, you know, I mean, it just takes a lot to get me to cry or tear up in a movie. So when a movie can do that, I mean, and, you know, it, it does, that's, that's a damn good job in my opinion. That's because, you know, not a lot of films uh, have, have made me do that. Um, but yeah, that was, that was a really sad death and I really didn't expect it because, you know, she had been such a, such a prominent part, uh, in the, in, in Tom, in in the last two movies. And also I didn't expect it because Aunt May, we haven't had Aunt May die in any of the Spider-Man film series so far. Um, but I mean, I mean, we've had, I mean, each Spider-Man film series, we've had Peter lose, someone he loves, like someone close to him that he loves deeply, you know, I mean, and, 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 uh, when Toby and Andrew show up and, uh, talk to him on the, on the rooftop 
and along with Ned and MJ, uh, Toby and Andrew t- are telling him, oh yeah, we've lost, we lost someone we've loved before too, you know, and, um, and Toby's like, for me, it was uncle Ben, you know, and, and Andrew's like, for me, it was, uh, my, my MJ, uh, Gwen Stacy, you know, is my girlfriend, Gwen Stacy, you're kind of like your MJ, you know, and, um, and that, and that was a nice, uh, moment of, uh, the three of them bonding. Cause I, I really did like the, um, uh, the moments with, uh, Peter bonding with his other two, you know, doppelganger, I mean, not his other two alternate selves, you know, with, uh, it was cool. It was cool to see Tom, Toby and Andrew all together, uh, you know, in the movie that, that was, that was very awesome to see like these three different versions of Spider-Man that people love for all different reasons and, and, you know, and, you know, just come together and fight all of their respective villains at once in this huge epic battle on the Statue of Liberty. Like that was just a very, the, the, the end battle scene was very cool. Um, kind of going back to the uh, action sequences and, and also on a side note, uh, that, that fight between, uh, Peter and Dr. Strange, uh, when Peter's trying to get the box, uh, that has the contain it, it, okay. So he ends up trying to cast the spell earlier in the movie, uh, about, um, to make it so that no one remembers that he is Spider-Man, uh, but he keeps telling, uh, Dr. Strange, you know, and Dr. Strange is trying to cast the spell, but he keeps trying to alter the spell and he alters it like six times and strange just barely contains the spell before it just goes berserk. I mean, before it just like completely, you know, uh, expands and, and breaks, you know, and starts tearing apart the, the universe and the multiverse, you know, and, uh, and he just barely contains it and, and ends up, uh, putting it in this box and, uh, and Peter, not wanting, uh, the villains to die, uh, he ends up, you know, uh, he ends up taking the box because Dr. Strange is like, Hey, if we send them back to their universes, they're going to die because they all died fighting Spider-Man. It's their fate. And, you know, like I said, Peter being the not, you know, naive, the, not the naive, but hope filled optimistic hero, young hero that he is, you know, is like, Hey, look, Dr. Strange, I respect you. And, you know, we saved half the universe together, but I'm, I am not doing that. And, uh, and so there's this cool fights fight in the middle of the movie between Peter and Dr. Strange, where they're both trying to get the box back from one another. And, uh, and, and, and one thing I love about whenever Dr. Strange is in an MCU movie, I mean, not only do I love the character, but I also love every time that, uh, every time he like casts a spell, I just love the CGI and CGI work and the special effects, uh, that go into, uh, I mean, not creating him, but I mean, that go into, uh, that, that, that go hand in that, that go with the character of Dr. Strange. Like whenever he casts a spell, uh, or opens a portal or whenever he sends someone to the mirror dimension, which we get to see in this movie, they end up going to the mirror dimension and Peter ends up uh, trapping him there by webbing him to a bunch of different, like, uh, moving, uh, like rocks and and other obstacles and, uh, and webbing him in place and just like portaling out of there. But it's always so cool because it, it just look, it just has a very distinct style. It just looks, just looks really neat. Like the, the portals are like these glowing sparkly circles. Um, they, they look like sparklers and, uh, or or they look like kind of like, sparkling fireworks in a way and uh kind of like kind of sizzling out almost and uh and it's just like this kind of bright but not too bright gold and yellow orangey looking color it's just it's it's a very good color palette like the whenever he casts a spell or opens a portal it it just looks it has a very appealing looking color palette uh if that makes sense and uh and yeah, and, and every time they go to the mirror dimension, like they do, and like they do in this movie, it always looks so visually appealing. Like it just looks so cool and otherworldly, which makes sense because it is another dimension, you know. But it looks so cool and otherworldly and cosmic and so far out there and trippy and all the other words I can use to describe it. But um, it it always reminds me of a uh, that M C Escher painting. Uh, I don't know what it's called, but you know the one with the stairs 
that are like going up and then there's the stairs that are upside down, but they're going up too. And there's a doorway with no door. I, 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 if you know what I'm talking about, I mean, you know, I, I feel like, you know what I'm talking about. I, uh, cause I know what I'm talking about. I just don't know the name, but I'm sure, I'm sure you've all seen that painting before. Cause it's like, uh, even if you didn't know who painted the painting, it's, you know, it's kind of like just something that people are aware exists. They just didn't know what the name of, they didn't know the name of the piece or the name of the artist, but everyone's kind of seen it, whether it's the original or like a knockoff or, you know, it displayed in forms of media or, you know, or some other version of the painting, you know, but, uh, but it, yeah, that's, it always looks like an MC Escher painting and, you know, and so trippy and it just, it, it's visually, very visually appealing. And, uh, and yeah, and, and we, and also we get a cameo from Juan in the movie. So it was cool to see him. Uh, he just packs up and leaves. I'm assuming he was going to, I'm assuming he was leaving to go fight abomination, uh, in Shang-Chi because <laughs> in Shang-Chi we do get a Juan cameo. Um, you know, we get, he's in the, he's fighting abomination and then he ends up, uh, we see him in the post credit scene in the end, uh, talking to Sha- to Sean and, uh, or to Shanchi and, uh, and Kate. So, uh, I mean, not Kate, uh, Kim. Yeah, my bad. Uh, I don't know. What, I, I was thinking of Hawkeye. That's why I said Kate, but, uh, but yeah, so, so that, that was cool to see Wong again. Uh, even if he didn't have too big a role, I mean, you know, he, it was cool to get a little cameo from him. Um, what else? Oh yeah. So yeah, the moments between, uh, that, uh, Peter shared with, uh, the Toby and Andrew, uh, were really cool to see or that Tom shared with Toby and Andrew. Uh, there were a lot of funny moments and exchanges of dialogue between them. Uh, like there was this one scene where they're trying to, along with uh, Ned and MJ are helping them trying to cure, uh, find cures, uh, to, to fix, you know, the, uh, villains before they send them back, and, uh, and Toby ends up, uh, you know, his Peter shoots, uh, webs out of his, uh, wrists, or hands, you know, and, uh, and, and, and Tom, and, and Tom and, uh, Andrew's Peter's reactions are hilarious, like, Tom asks, do you have webs that come out of you anywhere else, you know, like, 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 how do you do that, like, and Toby's like, wait, you guys don't, you, you guys can't shoot webs out of your wrists, they're like, no, we have, we have these gadgets that shoot webs. We don't, we can't do it. We can't shoot it out of our hands. And then Andrew, you know, like Tom's telling him this. And then Andrew's like looking at his wrists, like with such confusion and not disgust, but like, just like, it's like confusion and jealousy, but he's just like looking at him, like with his mouth agape, like how the hell is that? And he even says, he's like, how the hell does that even work? You know, but that was great. And, and the, when they were talking on the, when they and and then the exchange and then that uh sequence when they were waiting for the uh the villains to arrive at the statue of liberty when they were talking and andrew's like i feel like you guys are the better spider-man and i'm lame um and and then and then tom and toby proceed to say what no you guys are great what are you talking or you're great what are you talking about you're amazing man and i'm like ha ha you know and i mean it, it was a funny moment i mean that wasn't sarcasm but i i was like that was a good that that got a good laugh out of me because it's like oh yeah because his movies were called the amazing spider-man one and two so it was as a nice reference to his movie titles or the you know in his <laughs> uh, that was really good and also uh when the villains show up uh we we see this sequence uh right right as they're getting ready to fight we see tom we see all three spider-man we see tom toby and andrew all swinging around the statue uh you know while they're fighting uh, or right before right before they start fighting the villains we see them all swing around the statue and i don't know if it's tom, i think it's tom but one of them ends up like mid swing like they're like they're like they uh slung or they they all shot webs and they're like flying through the air and and i think it's tom that casts or shoots a web at Toby and Andrew and he swings them to the next like uh post or like the next uh the next rail that's holding up like cuz there's like this uh guardrail and there's these series of boards that are like surrounding the Statue of Liberty cuz they're like adding on to it like cap shield uh and uh and you know and 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 that was just a really cool moment and uh and it felt like something 
from a comic book and uh and and some of the action sequences uh especially the like i said the action sequence with uh peter tom holland's peter our peter you know fighting uh harry i mean why do i keep saying harry sorry fighting norman fighting green goblin in uh in happy's apartment building like the way that was shot uh it felt like it 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 was very reminiscent of the action sequences in Toby's first Spider-Man movie when whenever he and uh Goblin or Norman were fighting in that movie it felt very reminiscent of uh those action sequences and that was really cool. Uh but yeah, I mean on top of on top of, you know, the three Spider-Man interacting uh all the you know, all the villains, you know, kind of interacting with each other and the and not not only their respective Spider-Man but also the other Spider-Man uh, the acting on everyone's part, uh, the story was great, and um, and I I guess that's it. I mean I can't really think of any much else to say about it, but uh, it is doing well. So it's already grossed ninety three million dollars, and its budget's two hundred million. So, uh, so that yeah, they are planning a sequel. It says a sequel is currently in development. I don't know if a sequel trilogy is going to be in development, but who knows. Um, Oh yeah, and also, and the other scene, yeah, when MJ, when Peter's saying goodbye to MJ and Ned, uh, the movie ends on a bittersweet note because, you know, they, on the one hand, it's like, uh, they all end up getting sent back to their respective universes, uh, but you know, the the multiverse begins to uh, start, it, it starts to break apart, and Peter's like, well, the only way for this to not, uh, the only way for us to reverse this is if we, you know, cast the spell where everyone forgets that I'm Spider-Man. And, uh, Dr. Strange's like, okay, if you want to do it, we'll go through with it. And, uh, and him saying goodbye to MJ and Ned was, was really sad because, you know, we had spent the last two movies or we had spent all, all these last three movies, you know, forming their, I mean, you know, seeing them grow as friends and seeing uh Peter finally get the girl you know finally get with MJ and uh and we I mean you know we and we just saw them get together in the last movie and so it was really sad that they had to you know but I mean and that goes back to you know Peter being a noble hero like that he was willing to sacrifice his friendship at, with Ned and his relationship with MJ for the fate of the multiverse you know uh but yeah but so yeah the all the villains are cured of their uh, powers and or insanity or, you know, diseases or mutations or what, you know, whatever powers they had, you know, um, they're cured and they, along with Toby and Andrew's, um, Spider-Man, uh, go back to their own respective universes. Uh, and, and Tom or, you know, our Peter has one heartfelt goodbye to MJ and Ned and, uh, and it ends with him. Uh, it, it's like, uh, Christmas time, it's snowing and everything. And um, he goes to the coffee shop where MJ is working, and he uh, sees Ned and her talking, and he finds out he hears them uh, mentioning that they both uh, got into MIT, which is the school they were trying to get into earlier in the movie, and uh, and you know he's he's about to, and we see, and you know we see Peter smiling uh, at the both of them because you know we, also with kind of tears in his eyes, knowing that his friends don't know who he is. Um, but uh we and we see Peter about to he orders a coffee and he's about to tell MJ you know what he wrote down in his uh you know to tell her cuz he tells her right before Doctor Strange casts the spell he says hey look as soon as Doctor Strange casts this spell I'm going to go find the two of you and explain everything and I'm going to catch you up you know and uh but he ends up not telling her he ends up just letting her and Ned hang out in the coffee shop and he says uh I'll see you around. And you you can see him starting to tear up as he leaves. And um and since his aunt May died, you know, we see him visit his uh we see him visit May's grave along with Happy who doesn't recognize him. And uh and you know, and and that was very sad too because uh I mean they they both had a very I loved the conversation they had uh talking about Aunt May. And, uh, but they didn't know each other, but it was, it was very, that was a very touching moment. And, uh, the, uh, the third and final moment that, that got me to tear up a little bit. And, uh, and after that we see, and then this is another kind of cool reference I thought to, uh, 
to, um, the uh, Toby's trilogy, we see Peter move into an apartment that's very similar, very reminiscent of uh, Toby's uh, Peter, that he uh, the the apartment that he had in his trilogy, and um, and then we see we also see him uh, sewing together a you know creating a or making a new Spider Man suit, and then we actually get to see him uh, in it at the end of the movie, like he's swinging around New York uh, during Christmas time. And, uh, and it's, and it, it and, uh, I like it. it it's kind of like a combination of all three suits, um, the, uh, that we've had while still kind of being its own thing. Uh, but it's, it's, I like it. It's like a little, it, it's, uh, it's not an iron su- spider suit, but it's, uh, it's, um, it looks a little more akin. It, it looks a little bit like Andrew Garfield's suit in a way, but it's like a little brighter red and blue and it's, uh, but it looks really cool and I can't wait to see. I can't wait to see what happens in the next Spider-Man movie, especially considering all the shit that happened in this one. Like, P- Peter really did have to give up. He I, he either had to get... He gave up and or lost more than all three Spider-Man combined by the end of this movie. Like, he lost... You know, everyone forgot who he was. You know, he lost his Aunt May. You know, uh, both, of, both his friend and girlfriend and his uh, kind of a kind of older friend, I mean, you know, in, in Happy, uh, you know, Doc, I mean, Doctor Strange doesn't, I mean, he cast the spell and even, you know, and, and that included him, you know, when, uh, when he said, everyone's going to forget your Spider-Man. Uh, so, I mean, even he forgot, you know, and uh, so no one remembered. He ended up having to move into an apartment all alone and make his own and make a new suit from scratch. But in a way, it does end on a like I said, a bittersweet note because you know I mean, his friends are still alive, and and the universe, the multiverse, is not quite on the brink of collapse just yet. I mean, there it still is because you know the events of Wandavision, Loki, and and uh, and all that. You know, because <laughs> you know we because what we've seen so far, you know, we, the, we know the multiverse is is almost uh, going to collapse, but it's not quite there yet. But uh, you know, so, but yeah, so, uh, it ends on a good note, uh, a bittersweet note, and I can't wait for the sequel, and I definitely can't wait for Doctor Strange 2, which is the next movie, uh, in the, um, MCU, and also, speaking of which, okay, so the post-credit scenes, we have two, well, technically, one post-credit scene and one teaser trailer, we, the first post-credit scene is, uh, uh, Tom Hardy's Eddie Brock, uh, or Venom, you know, uh, in a bar, because uh, in my ranking the Spider-Man movies uh, review from last night, I mentioned that at the the post credit scene in Venom Two was uh, Eddie and Venom being sent to the MCU's uh, uh, universe. You know, being sent to that universe, and uh, and basically the post credit scene is uh, Eddie and Venom talking to this bartender uh, who's catching him up on on all the superhero stuff that's happened in the last ten years in the MCU. Uh, and, and just as he's about to go look for Peter Parker, for our Peter, you know, uh, strange, uh, he, he ends up disappearing and he ends up going back to, you know, him and Venom, Eddie and Venom end up going back to their respective universe because, uh, that was going on. Apparently that was going on right when strange cast the spell to send everyone back. So, uh, but little, d- and little did Eddie know that, uh, that he accidentally left a little, tiny piece of, uh, venom behind. There was a little symbiote, a little symbiote piece, uh, left behind, uh, on the bar. So that's going to be interesting. I don't know if, uh, we're going to get like a kind of a reprise, not a reprise, but we're, I don't know if we're going to get something similar to Spider-Man three, where we see, you know, this version of, you know, Tom Hardy's venom. I mean, you know, that we see that venom attach itself to this Peter or, or if he's going to attach himself to another, like, cause there may be another Eddie Brock in this universe and we just never met him. So, you know, we, we could get another version of Eddie Brock and, uh, and have a kind of different Venom and, and that may be the sequel where him and Venom fight. Uh, and that, that might just be the movie. Uh, I mean, there may be something more to it than that, but that may be part of it. Who knows? But, uh, but yeah, I got really excited when I saw Eddie. I'm like, Oh shit. Yes. You know, it's him. Um, that, that was cool. And I mean, and even though he got sent back, I mean, we may see him come back, uh, 
considering that, like I said, the multiverse is, is still going to collapse in, in on itself pretty soon. Uh, but who knows? Uh, and then the second post credit scene, which again technically isn't a post credit scene, it's a um, it's a uh, um, it's a teaser trailer for Doctor Strange two, or uh, the full title, uh, uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, and uh, and I thought that was really cool because uh, you don't really see movies do that a lot anymore, like tease the next movie. I mean, I mean, well, I mean, you see that now with the MCU, but I mean, you don't see like teaser trailers or trailers for the next movie. Like with the MCU movies, you see post-credit scenes of uh of what's to come. But I mean or like of setting up what's to come, but you don't actually see what's to come. You know, like you like like you don't actually see trailers. You rarely see like the trailers for the next movies uh in a film series. You know, like uh like one example, I'm pretty sure there are more, but the first example that comes to mind is the Back to the Future movies. At the end of Back to the Future 2, uh, there's a teaser for Back to the Future 3, which makes sense because they filmed both of them back to back. You know, Back to the Future 2 released in 89 and like November of 1989, and then part three came out like six months later in May of 1990. But uh, but I, I but my point is, I thought that was really cool to see instead of it being a post-credit scene that, you know, is a scene of like, you know, it was like Dr. Strange and Wanda talking. Like it was just a scene that was going to be in, that was either going to be in Dr. Strange 2 or was setting up the events. It was an actual like, you know, full on legit trailer. Um, and you don't get that a lot in movie at the end of movies, like, you know, for like the next movie in a film series. So I, I really appreciated that. And also, um, that that teaser trailer was great. I loved it. It, it. And I love the fact that Sam Raimi is directing this movie. And it's kind of ironic considering that his Spider-Man... That it's, it's funny considering that Doctor Strange was in No Way Home. And the, fa- and the fact that his movie is coming out right, is, is the next one right after this movie. And also the fact that Sam Raimi's Spider-Man, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, was in this Spider-Man movie. And the fact that he's going to direct... Doctor Strange too, like the, all those. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure those aren't coincidences, but if they are, it's it's it. Either way, it's it's hilarious. It's funny. Um, I like that, and uh, and also it's got it, it's uh, it kind of has a little bit of a ho- of horror elements to it based on that teaser trailer, which I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see Wanda. That scene with him talking with Wanda in her like little oasis, you know, that she's, you know, the little garden and the cabin she has out in the woods. Uh, her, her in the suit, you know, floating and, uh, reading the dark hold. I mean, her and her, I mean, not her suit, but her new costume, like, you know, the one that she got at the end of WandaVision or the one she made herself, you know, and, and her just floating and reading the dark hold. That was cool. We got to see the, I forgot his name, but he was one of the sorcerers, uh, at the, uh, who worked with the ancient one, uh, he, who ended up kind of turning evil and he was in the post credit scene in the first Doctor Strange, but it it was cool to see him, uh, in the teaser trailer. And also, I got really excited too when I saw uh, Strange Supreme because uh, I'm like, oh shit! And and for those of you who don't know, he's basically like evil Doctor Strange, and uh, and and the and I and I got excited for it because I had seen him. Uh, and if you remember my review of What If, uh, or if you've seen What If, there was an episode. Uh, about Doctor Strange, and he ended up having to fight an alternate universe version of himself that was uh, basically an evil, you know, uh, power kind of power hungry version of himself, and uh, and that, that so that that got me hyped too, and that that was like the last shot of the teaser trailer. Uh, but I hope I hope they upload. I mean, the, the teaser trailer may be a little different than the what they showed at the end of the this movie, but I cut. But it, if they it, which is fine. I mean, it doesn't have to be the exact same, but if they upload the teaser trailer, I hope, I hope they do eventually sometime soon because, um, cause I really do want to watch it again in HD. Like, you know, just go back and pick it apart and look for clues and shit, you know, just like speculate what's going to happen for the next few months. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so that, that was great. Uh, but yeah, so I guess that's it for the movie. There's not really much else to say, uh, just that it was a great sequel, great conclusion to this trilogy. Um, uh, and I, and I'm also looking forward to seeing 
not only what the next uh, Spider-Man movie or movies, if we're getting another trilogy, uh, I'm curious to not only see what they're going to do, but also to see if we see, I mean, we may not, but I'm curious to see if we see any of the other villains. Uh, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm curious to see if we see any of them or Toby and Andrew show up again, you know? Um, I'm also curious to see, uh, but not only that, not only those two things, but I'm also curious to see and very excited to see Dr. Strange in the multiverse of madness. And, uh, and it, it would have been coming out in March and it sucks that it got pushed back to May. It got, but then again, it's only two months. So it's not, I mean, it's just five months away. Not too bad. Um, but yeah, so great movie, eight out of 10. Oh yeah. Uh, and I also forgot, uh, this, if I had to put, I almost forgot to mention this, but if I had to rank this one on my list, uh, I mean, after having seen this one and counting the other 10 from the, from my list from yesterday, I think this is better. This is better than far from home. And I still love far from home, but, uh, here, here's where it would go. Okay. The list is still number one, still into the spider verse. No way home. This one would be number two. Three would still be Spider-Man three, four would be far from home. And then Spider-Man two would get moved to number five and then six through 11 would be, would stay the same as they were. Uh, I mean, they would just obviously be bumped down one, you know, um, or, you know, like Venom, cause Venom, let there be carnage was at the number five spot. So that would get bumped to six and, and so on and so forth until you got to the end of the list. So yeah, that's, that's every, but everything else from Venom, let there be carnage to the amazing Spider-Man, you know, that's six to 11, th- those stay the same, but that, that's that would be the new and improved uh ranking list uh after having seen this one so uh but yeah i recommend you guys go watch this uh you know and uh and hopefully if you're listening to this episode you have already watched it or you just don't care about hearing spoilers and you're still going to go see it anyway so uh but yeah with that being said i hope you guys enjoyed tonight's episode uh, and join me tomorrow afternoon, uh, when I upload my, or, or join me, uh, tomorrow afternoon for my review of South Park's, uh, next special post COVID, the return of COVID. Um, and yeah, take care and I'll see you guys tomorrow.